Rachamono de oni de oni lani oive ani no. Rachamono de oni de oni lani oive ani no. So let me real quickly go through this about the talit, just so you understand what this is and what the significance is and why I wear this thing all the time. As a matter of fact, what I'll do is I'm just going to read you as we go through here and I'll explain it. The first time that this is mentioned, actually, let me tell you what this is first. This is a talit. It's a prayer shawl that's used in Israel. And these are known as tzitzit, tzitzit are the, the tassels at the end of them. These were mandated to be worn by the people of God in the book of Numbers, all right? And actually, it's supposed to have a blue thread in there, but because this is not a prayer shawl that is used during the temple times and in the land of Israel, it doesn't have the blue thread. But this is a talit. These are tzitzit. And let me read you the passage from Numbers 15. This will take about 10 minutes, and I hope you can hang around for this because it's kind of interesting. Numbers 15... And we got verses 37 and 39. Again, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel. Tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and to put a blue thread in the tassels of the corners. And you shall have the tassel that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them and that you may not fall into the harlotry to which your own heart and your own eyes are inclined. So this is to remind them of the covenant of God and to be faithful to it and to remember the commandments in that covenant. And as I said last week, and I'll explain it again, throughout the years, the Jewish people were not allowed to wear the uh, talit out in open. And so what they did is they would wear it under their clothes, but you'd see the tassels, and you'll see this to this day, Jewish people walking around with these tassels hanging out of their clothes as a symbol to remember the covenant of God despite the afflictions that they were going through throughout the whole world. In Deuteronomy 22, it is mentioned again. The, uh, the, the same commandment is reiterated to the people before they went into the land of uh, Canaan, during the conquest of Canaan. And then in Ruth 3.9, we read this beautiful passage here. This is where Ruth is the Moabitess. She's come to the land of Israel. Boaz, the owner of this property, has taken an interest in her. She's probably kind of a good-looking lady. And uh, so they have this thing going on from a distance. And uh, Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, said, you know, it's time for you to find a husband, and uh, I think we can find somebody that will be a good husband for you in the person of Ruth, even though she was older. But here's the account. It says, and he said, who are you? So she answered, I am Ruth, your maidservant. Take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. And what she was saying was, he had his prayer shawl with him as he was sleeping, and she was saying, put this over me, put your prayer shawl over me, and this talit on the end of it is the authority, his authority is invested in this tzitzit, put this over me, and you have authority over me, okay, and as I explained last week, I don't want to get too far ahead, what they would do with this is each Jewish family would take their tzitzit, and they would weave it into a particular pattern, they just, you know, there's an infinite number of patterns that you can do in here, and each pattern was a reflection of the family's authority, just like the uh, English people have the, you know, what do you call them, the shields with their, uh, what do you call that, the, the what? Coat of arms, thank you. Well, the Jewish people have reflected in their seat a weaving, and what they would do is if they had to sign something, they would take and they would press that into the clay, and that would be their symbol of authority, and so we're going to see the symbolism of that coming up here in just a minute. But that is what Ruth was saying, is put a wing over me, and you are 
you have the right to have authority over me. I'm giving myself to you if you want me. Okay? In 1 Samuel 24.4, we read a really interesting thing about the uh, Talit and the Tzitzit. 1 Samuel 24.4, if you remember the story, Saul is chasing after David to kill him because he knows that David has been anointed and uh, will take over as the king of Israel if he doesn't wipe him out. So he's chasing him along. He goes into a tent, I'm sorry, into a cave to relieve himself. And hiding in this cave are David and all of his people. And his people under him say to David, here's your chance to kill Saul. God has delivered him into your hand and go kill him now while he's doing this and you will be the king of Israel. And David says, I'm not going to kill him. There's no way. But it says this. Um, then the men of David said to him, this is the day of which the Lord said to you, behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand that you may do to him as seems good to you. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. He cut off the symbol of authority. And then later, Saul went out of there and David called out to him. He was up on a hill and he said, listen, uh, obviously I mean you no harm because you were delivered into my hands and I could have killed you. But instead, all I did was cut off this seat seat from your garment and Saul said surely I know you will be king of Israel and he was saying you have the symbol of my authority in your hand and so even you know David his heart was stricken with remorse that he had done this but he was merciful to Saul by not killing him when he could have but Saul knew the significance of what had occurred when he had cut off his symbol of authority and then we come to another passage here in Malachi 4.2 the last book of the Old Testament and there's a prophecy coming up about something to happen in the New Testament, in the book of Malachi. And we read these words in one second here, Malachi 4, verse 2. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like like stall-fed calves. Okay, so Malachi is prophesying that somebody is going to come with healing in his wings. And of course, they would walk around like this and it looked like wings on them. It's speaking of the coming Redeemer. And the fulfillment of that is found in Matthew 9, verse 20. And I know I'm skipping over a whole bunch of these in the Bible. I just did this real quickly a day ago just so that you could get a feeling of what the symbolism of this is. In Matthew 9, verse 20, it says here, And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. She touched the hem of his garment, the symbol of his authority, which is the tzitzit attached to his talit. And that's where the healing in his wings comes from, which was predicted by Malachi 430 years earlier. And then we have in the book of Acts, chapter 10, a really interesting account, which is most likely, not certainly, but most likely a talit as well. Not the tzitzit. The talit is the garment. The tzitzit is the tassel on the garment. But in Acts, we're going to get there. And I think I said Acts chapter 10, verse 11. It says this. Okay. And then he became hungry. This is Peter. He is in a room, an upper room, and he was praying, and he's waiting for lunch, and he's getting hungry, and he had a vision. And it says here, then he became hungry and wanted to eat, but while they were made ready... He fell into a trance and he saw heaven opened and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners descending to him and let down to the earth. 
In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time, What God has cleansed you uh, must not call common. This was done three times, and the object was taken into heaven again. And we learn later the symbolism of this is not only sanctifying meat for us to eat, any meat, as being redeemed from the law by Jesus, but it's also signifying that God is accepting people. All of these various animals are representative of all the various people on the earth. And he's dropped the sheet down and he's saying, in my wings are all the people of the earth. And so it's a symbol of the redemption of Jesus Christ in his talit. Okay, and then of course we have one more wonderful passage right in the last book of the Bible. We talked about this last week and every time I talk about this it just makes my hair stand up is the return of Jesus Christ in Acts chapter 19. And that would be in verse 16. It says this. I'll go back a couple verses. Now I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had on a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies of heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on a white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of and wrath of Almighty God. And he had on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords, or Melech Melechim Adonai Adonaiim. And what it is is he's got this robe and it says he has this name written. Well, where is it written? It's written in his tzitzit. And when you're sitting on a horse, of course, your tzitzit is resting on your thigh. And so on his robe and on his thigh are the name King of kings and Lord of lords. So there you go. You see the splendor of what God has done in the Jewish people. Jesus Christ was a Jew. He lived a Jew, he died a Jew, he is going to return as a Jew. He is a Jew forever, and he is going to return to his people, Israel. And he is going to defend them, not because they deserve it, but because they are his people, and because he has made an everlasting promise to them. So, there you go. The talit, the tzitzit, and that is why I use this every single week when I give the communion, and when I give the benediction at the end of it, is because this is what Jesus would have worn as he lived his life on earth. And when he gave the same blessings that I give, he would have given them in the tongue of Hebrew wearing his prayer shawl. So having said that, we'll go ahead and take communion and uh, then we'll get you all out of here. Uh -huh.